Well, good morning and welcome to the latest podcast with me, Dr. Chris Keel. So, we have all kinds of ambitions about the podcast this year. We want to make them a little more forecasty, a little more connected to some of the webinars that we're doing. But today, the current topic is jobs. And we're going to sort of look at this both in terms of what we've just learned and what we think we're going to see the rest of the year. So, once again, The Economist missed it. We were expecting a pretty dramatic reduction uh, in the number of jobs created. We just got the data this morning, part of the reason why this is coming out as it is. We had 216,000 jobs added. The projection was that we were going to be maybe 170,000, 160,000 even. We had 199,000 in November, and the sense was that we would see fewer jobs coming in to the new year. Part of this is seasonal. I mean, every year we see a lot of hiring by transportation companies and by the retail sector to deal with the holidays. Retail isn't as big a deal as it used to be. Uh, retailers don't really staff up the way they once did, but the transportation companies sure do. Uh, UPS is active and FedEx and Amazon and the like. So we're seeing jobs created kind of across the board. The biggest contributor was government. Uh, we saw a lot more government hiring than we would normally see. Part of this is related to the fact that some of that infrastructure money is finally percolating through the economy and we're seeing some hiring there. But the unemployment rate is still low, uh, still sitting at 3.7%. So what does this mean going forward? I mean, it's kind of good news, bad news. There's a projection that when you have more hiring, it's a good thing because more people have jobs and they can spend money. And we know that consumer behavior and consumer confidence is rooted in the job market. If people feel like their jobs are secure, then they spend and they'll go into debt. They'll do all sorts of things that they normally wouldn't do if they were insecure about their jobs. I mean, that's the thing about layoffs is that even if you're not directly affected by a layoff, you see somebody else being laid off and you think, oh my God, they fired Bob. Bob knows more than I do. Bob has been here longer than me. If they fire Bob, I'm next. So we tend to panic when anybody loses their job, when nobody is losing their job and layoffs are still kind of a distant concept. Well, people say, hey, you know, I can still spend. I can pay my visa with my MasterCard. I'm good to go. So in that sense, it's a good thing. But many of you are employers, and employers are not as thrilled with low unemployment rates because it means that the wage earners have more leverage. One of the things we have seen for the past year is a abrupt decline in inflation. Inflation has dropped much faster than we thought it would and has been careening downward predominantly because of energy costs, fuel costs, Food prices have come down, even some decline in things like healthcare costs and even housing, though that's kind of minor. What has been driving it up has been 
employment. It's been the fact that wages continue to accelerate faster than inflation. And because of that, you have seen a little bit of inflationary activity even in Europe. Europe today announced that its inflation rate had gone up after six months of going down to 2.9%. And almost all of that was because of service sector wage growth. So the downside of having a very low unemployment rate is that workers have leverage and they use it and they demand more money. And we all know that game. You know, this is the beginning of the year. A lot of states suddenly had their minimum wage increases take effect. And everyone looks at that and says, oh, yeah, it's a great thing. People are getting more money. But the employer knows that this is a cascade effect. If you are paying a higher wage for the new guy, well, the person who's working for you now says, hey, I want a wage increase because the new guy is making as much as I do. And then you give them a raise, and the guy above them says, wait a minute, how come he got a raise and I didn't? And so it goes. By the time you get through, everybody in the organization has seen a pay increase, and there you go, higher labor costs. So it's a little bit of a double-edged sword. It's good that a consumer has more money. Uh, it's good that people are working. But on the other hand, it's also driving inflation to a degree, and it becomes a factor for businesses trying to control costs. We are going to see higher wages all year. There is no relief on the horizon. There is no sense that there's suddenly going to be a labor pool that we can draw from that we've not been able to draw from in the past. It's only going to get worse. Boomers are continuing to retire at a rate of 10,000 a day, hitting retirement age. I've talked about this endlessly, but it's still a factor. We will probably start seeing a little bit more layoff activity as the year progresses, but it's going to be sectoral. It's probably going to be in areas like financial services. The banks kind of beefed up during the pandemic years and are now cutting back. You're seeing a little bit of that taking place in high tech as well. The ASA community is likely not to see much of this because this is connected to some of the integral parts of, of construction, particularly multifamily, but also the commercial side, probably will not see a lot of activity other than the kind of layoffs that you get when there's a merger or an acquisition. One of the concerns about that is rooted in what happens with interest rates. If the interest rates do start to come down, there's likely to be more merger and acquisition activity because borrowing will be cheaper again. And it's the M&A activity that normally results in certain amounts of layoffs because companies consolidate, they look for ways they can save, they don't want to support redundancies, etc. So that's the main thing to watch is will there be any significant merger and acquisition activity discussion within the industry. Going forward, that's the kind of thing that we're going to try to talk about more with the podcast and the webinars, is to look at the industry in a little bit more detail and try to get a sense of what's happening down the road. And this is where I throw a request out to you, the listener. If there are things that you are seeing in the industry and you want me to be aware of them, please let me know. If there are things 
that you want discussed that I haven't discussed so far, again, please let me know. You can get in touch with me directly or you can get in touch with me through Bree. My email, for those who don't already have it, is chris dot k-u-e-h-l at armadaci.com. That's A-R-M-A-D-A-C-I.com. So if you send me a message directly, um, I can kind of integrate it into the stuff that we do, or you can get in touch directly with Bree, anybody else at the ASA, the message will eventually get to me. But that's what we're striving to do as the year progresses. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again in a week.